Hey, it's Rocky again. Um, one other thing that we constantly forget to mention, and I really want to drive this home because, you know, engagement is a real big thing in the just digital landscape. I wanted to let everyone know that if you want to interact with us, leave us messages that we can then incorporate into the show. Um, you can always do that through the Anchor app because that is our current host for the podcast. So if you go to anchor.fm, you can get some more information there. You can download the app from there and um, you subscribe to the podcast through there if you want. And uh, it gives you the ability to actually like connect and leave a message and then we can listen to your messages and answer them on the podcast, incorporate them into the podcast, you know, little things like that. Additionally, Anchor now has listener support. So you, the listeners, can help your one of your favorite podcasts continue to grow and thrive and, you know, just do the damn thing. So if you go through Anchor, which we kind of want to navigate more people in there, because, again, it'll add a level a level of interactivity into the show. So that's a, a thing I'm pushing for. And I constantly want to get you know, just a quick mention of it in the episode and that doesn't always seem to happen. So I'm taking a moment to do it now. So check us out again, anchor.fm. Thanks. And once again, this is your host. <laughs> and we're back, Honey from Parts of No. Once again, these are your hosts, Rocky and Rick. <laughs> yeah, I don't even mean to laugh, but I'm like, it's it's so not what I'm used to. So yeah, I'm just well, like, Ugh, that it, sounds weird. It did sound weird because I fucked up. Um, so this week, uh, it's not going to be a crazy episode. It wasn't crazy much to really go on. Uh, I saw the Bound for Glory Impact show, which is pretty much the WrestleMania of Impact. Um, <laughs> That's Impact triple, is the triple mania. A triple mania. Well, no, no, no. Triple mania is a piece of shit. <laughs> triple mania. I watched to have. I mean, Bound for Glory historically has been. Yes. except this year apparently was. Good. These, uh, they're new when they've just kind of rebranded themselves. W- WWE Impact's actually gotten way better than it was. Like it's had legit like good stories. You know, Austin being the crazy like champ, we had all the belts and stuff. There was a lot of good stuff. Great wrestling. You know, Pentagon, the Lucha Brothers were on that show. Phoenix Pentagon, the. Uh, there's some some very good stuff. And then the pay-per-view before that, which I watched later, I forgot what it was. Uh, that was also very good. But anyway, um, it was overall a good show. The biggest takeaway from that is fucking Austin Aries and Johnny Mundo got worked into a fucking shoot and some crazy shit happened with them. Uh, moral of the story is that stuff was said on Twitter between the two. Johnny brought up Austin's height. Austin gets really fucking nerd rage fucking butt devastated over when someone makes fun of his height and him being a vegan whatever uh and it, they had to take down their twitter beef and then it was done and then johnny mundo said something to tmz and then i know oh it was austin called aries i mean austin called aries johnny called uh austin aries something about his height small austin fired back with saying johnny mundo's wife is husky and that <laughs> blew the fuck up that's what blew it up. Now I remember. And then so they took it off. Johnny Mundo and Tyus did something to Team Z, calling him out. And then at the press conference, they had that crazy fucking brawl. I think supposedly there was supposed to be a brawl, but it got really out of hand because they got worked yeah, themselves yeah. into a shoot. That was, that was nuts. And then like I told and like they were dropping F-bombs like a madman. You don't do that in this fucking thing. And then I was telling Rocky off air that they were um, the head of Anthem was there, the main guys, and a lot of the sponsors were there. So it made it like a very bad look. 
Um, and then they were the main event. Moral story is main events really good. Uh, you could take away that Austin came out with Moose and this guy called Killer Cross. They did nothing. They were outside there. They were just there feeling probably to, if anything were to happen, they would step in and break it up. Uh, at the end of the match, and the the finish was Johnny hitting the Starship Pain, which is the springboard, like, corkscrew thing from the corner. I think it's like a 450 or something like that. Oh. It's his old move where he, boom, he hits the, he springboards off the middle rope like Rob Van Dam would do. You know, he'd bounce and flip off and do that weird uh, moonsault. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does that, but he kind of spins. Yeah, I've seen it. I just don't. He pinned him after the, right when the three count happened, Johnny rolled off. Austin got up, no sold the move. Stepped out of the ring, pointed to Don Callis in in the, the production area, flicked him off, cursed him out. Ty yelled at them, and then he left. And then Johnny's like, what the fuck's going on? And Austin's not with the company anymore. But he wasn't. But a lot of people didn't know that he wasn't going to be like he didn't sign his contract, but he wasn't on the tapings. But even still, so that kind of puts more that it isn't like a worked shoot. It looked like it turned itself into a fucking shoot. Like it wasn't like, hey, hey, we got you, motherfuckers. You know, mm-hmm. you know, this is a legit a, a work that turned into a fucking legit shoot. Hmm. So but supposedly, I mean, Austin's Austin's very arrogant. If you read his Twitter. You know, he was cool in WWE, but there was a lot of stuff. The reason he left, because, you know, they didn't have anything for him, and he thought he was more over, all this crazy shit. There was a lot of stuff that he talked about. I know he tried to bury them when he went to Impact. But according to a lot of stuff, he's very, he's, he thinks a lot of highly of himself, and so he treats other people with a lot of, I should be treating this way. But whatever. Austin's an excellent wrestler, but yeah. Um, So that's the big thing. I mean, they had some it's really good matches. Super chip on the shoulder. The one crazy match I will say is that they had the OGs versus LAX, and the OGs are the original LAX mm-hmm. with Eddie Kingston against um, uh, the new LAX, which is with Conan and these two new guys. I forgot who they are, but um, they've been having these awesome like stories, which I've been seeing every so often. They put them on YouTube about like it's some gang warfare in New York and stuff, and the whole thing kind of boiled over because this guy, Little Ricky, got run over. It was a kid, like a 12-year-old boy, and it was like, yo, you spilled this child's blood, and they're trying to fight, and they had this crazy street fight in the middle, and they had all these crazy fights in the camera, like the Hardy kind of compound shit. So then the final match was called like Concrete Jungle Match, and probably going to be like a steel cage or something, but what it was was the match was the ring had no turnbuckle padding, and all the mats were pulled off, so it was just the wood planks. Oh, now, the scariest thing was the wood planks fucking were moving and shifting. The moment these guys got in the ring, I think they had some like crazy music for the LAX, the new ones, jumping around. The fucking wood planks like shot up, and there was like a hole in there oh, and Christ. stuff. The whole match, the ref is trying to do, like put the holes back together. It was fucking terrifying. It was a really good match after you watch it. But during it, I was like, oh, someone's going to fucking fall through the hole and like fucking snap. Like caught themselves, snapped a leg. It was fucking ridiculous. But it's a crazy match because of that. And the finish was a fucking blockbuster off the top rope. Like a doomsday device blockbuster. I'm like, oh, it's on the wood. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um quick thing I just saw on Reddit that uh, just cites PW Insider. Apparently, uh going back to the Austin Aries thing, he had like segments that were coming for those TV tapings. Uh-huh. And then after the Balfour Glory thing, they were just like, mm, probably I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide that. He he had an awesome promo on Bound for Glory, like a taped one in the beginning when they're showing building it up for his match. Mm. It was fucking awesome. Talking about 
how, you know, I was this awesome champ, you know, and I've been, I built this fucking company back, back up, you know, I came here, so it was nothing, and it was true, like, he, coming back, he won the title, and then he won the other titles, and he was the huge champion going all the different federations, and fighting him, and he's like, and now this guy who just came off fucking Survivor, they're gonna give him my belt, like, he, he just shows right up, and like, here's your belt, and so it was kind of like, you could tell there was like some heat in it, but he cut a crazy ass promo, like, it was really good, it makes you want to watch it, like, it was a fucking fight. Hmm. Um, so that happened. If you want to see it, I'd say watch that bit on Twitter. You can find the unedited footage of them like cursing each other at the um, press conference getting fight. And it's sad because it's like Abyss's thing. And he's like, oh, you know, <laughs> that was when they were talking about it. Um, so the next information we have is about Bullet Club. Uh, Bullet Club's going to have, they're saying there are no more Bullet Club shirts. This is it. This is their last one. See, I haven't seen that. That's what they said. Personally. And that's what's going to the whole thing of people are like, are they going to leave? Because you know bullet club's done like they well, said they're not making any more bullet club shirts these are your last time to get them this is what i was going to tell you before we started recording mm-hmm. uh so i don't know i think it was yesterday maybe today that uh finn balor tweeted tama said, said just breakfast saying, with the- <laughs> <laughs> no just said happy birthday bad boy right well he retweeted the picture that new japan sent him the wine or the merlot or oh something. who tama tama had a uh, oh, merlot know. and it said thanks for the birthday gift and it said new japan and then and then Finn like liked it and retweeted and said happy birthday and shit. Okay, well then, and that was uh, him in the speed. It said breakfast. No, then uh, oh, fuck, where is this? God damn it. Uh, so then Tama responds to him with, oh, damn it, I think I got deleted. Uh, but he's just like, hey, a couple of ex Bullet Club guys, or you might be seeing a couple of ex Bullet Club guys really soon. You know, something, something. I don't know. I like that. I have to find it now. But I was just like. But I mean, it also feels like all of the super worky shit that Tom 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 Tonga seemingly has been doing. Yes. over the past few months. Yes, he's going all over the place. But now yeah. he's like a New Japan mark, even though like he was anti against New Japan because there was that whole thing. I don't know if you read the the stuff that came out that pe- there's a lot of people that are not happy with the new yeah, 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 regime yeah. of New Japan. Yeah, the people like, that were like mm, just considering WWE and are like actually yeah. And Tom was like, "Who the fuck said that?" You know, "Fuck you, you guys." Like Tom even came out. There's a lot of crazy shit. But yes, Bullet Club said they're not doing any more of the shirts. Like okay. it's done. That's what it is. So Balor tweeted him, "Happy birthday, bad boy." Uh, Thomas says, "Thanks, OG Triple OGBC. Got some ex members coming your way. Dot dot dot. Don't forget what they did to you." Uh, the blowing a kiss heart. Yeah, emoji the little face. emoji face with the kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they really. It's they didn't do anything to him. He left. I think it was to AJ. No, the Bucks super kicked him. Finn Balor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were beating up Taguchi on the outside. I saw this recently. They were beating up Taguchi on the outside at the end of his match, mm-hmm. and then like he jumps down and he starts like shoving them, getting him the fuck out of the way, and then they super kick him, and then eventually will lead to his losing to oh. Taguchi. Oh, okay. At the dome, but yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, they said they're going to stop that. But they're all going to be moving as a unit, like we said before. Like, they probably all go together. But I'm assuming they're going to stop it because they want to probably try and do something of their own. Making this Bull Club is a New Japan thing. You know, you can't mm-hmm. really kind of put your own brand on it. But who the fuck knows, dude? We'll see because now it's Omega and Tanahashi, obviously, in New Japan, at the fucking Tokyo Dome. And, like, if Omega loses, that kind of really signals, like, hey... You know, he's he could be leaving because like, you know, uh, I I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what the feeling would be as if he's losing or not. You know, I mean, you could have him lose anyway. And maybe I think they're doing the Madison Square Garden show after that. Like that. Do you want to branch into America? You know, you can make him win back there. But 
if he loses, that's a big telltale sign. That's like, you know, you're fucking done. We're putting the belt back on, uh, let's say Hiroshi, uh, Tanahashi. But, um, yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, what is it? February or something is when contracts are over in New Japan. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, or February is. Oh, fucking no, Tokyo it's now. on the newest being the elite. Uh, Marty is telling uh, Matt that he's just like, hey, uh, I wanted to invite you to my New Year's party, but I'm going to do it on New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve. So, like, what are your plans for January 1st? And Matt keeps saying, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I haven't. I don't, don't ask me about that, you know. And uh, they've jokingly kept alluding to the fact that, like, you know, in the little, like, vlog interstitials between whatever. Like, there's one where Kenny is on the phone. Mm-hmm. And a note gets slipped under his door, right? And basically, it's just like, you know, Japan's uh, far away and, you know, there's more competition, blah, 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 signed to just H. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, he'll get another one and then another one. That was the thing with Adam Page. Too. Adam Page yeah, got yeah. one. Yeah. Like, that's been a, a little narrative through line through a couple of episodes of being the elite. So, like, they're teasing it a bunch. So who knows? But it could all, all be just a giant misdirect. Yeah. Even yeah. though in a recent interview, I saw Cody say that some members of Bullet Club could show up in WWE really soon. And he's nothing in what I was reading made it seem like he wasn't being sincere. Well, I mean, Kenny's and the Young Bucks have slowly said like, hey, you know, well, Young Bucks. But now the whole Kenny thing with Tanahashi, there's a lot of stuff like their whole press conference they've been having and how they're talking to each other sounds like, you know, you're building to something more. But I don't know. You know, it's it's a fucking crazy thing. Who knows? I I wouldn't even know. I, we talked about this. Like, I would want... I feel like Kenny has to go to main roster if he does show up. Like, he has to be on Raw SmackDown. I mean, oh, NXT's yeah. cool, but... Like, it, it feels like it's like AJ. You, like, he has... He should be there. Well... There's no reason for to fr- put him in this. From, w, from WWE's side of it, the smartest move would be to put him on there. But, like, if you're... I was reading a thing recently, I think... He'd probably have it in his contract anyway. Like, like how AJ, it's like, put me on the fucking main roster. Was it on .com? Or wasn't it somewhere else? It was an interview with Gargano. And he was saying that, like, he he doesn't... Well, Gargano like, doesn't want to leave. Yeah, he's done. He's well, an well, NXT he, lifer, yeah. He's saying that, like... No, no, he's not saying that he's not going to leave. But he's not looking forward to it or not, like... I want to misquote that or misrepresent that. But basically... If he were to stay in NXT forever, he's fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, has, he has no real reason to like jump up. But if they call him, obviously he'll go. Well, yeah. I mean, you- but um, but I mean, apparently there is a contingent of current NXT guys that are just like, we're good here. You I figure as much. Yeah, yeah. So and I mean, but just to hear Gargano like confirm it is interesting. No, no, I, I assume. And I was talking to someone. I feel Gargano and Ciampa will probably never leave, which I have no problems with that. They're great, man. But I would say that I do feel like just like AJ it would probably be something in the country like, hey, just we'll go to the main roster. You know, like, that's it. Like, you that's put us saying. on the SmackDown. I don't even think that it would necessarily be a demand of them. But I think if WWE knew better. Which they do. That's they why would, they want they them. send yeah. them to the main roster. Yes. Even though, I mean. Bullet Club shirts are all over the place at WWE shows. You see them all in the audience. Yeah, but. Those guys show up. That's it. That thing's going to fucking. They'll blow the roof off. I, again, I think you're underestimating how many non super fans there are. There is, but do you see those audience? Like when they do those cutaways, they have like Yeah, but again, that's there's also a lot of like kids wearing Cena shit who aren't gonna know the fuck the bullet club. I know, are. but there's a lot of bullet club shirts. You see bullet club shirts, I see them like every WWE pay per view, it's always like either you see guys always like hard cam, I see bullet club shirts. Yeah, but I mean shirts. that's also people that are paying those really expensive tickets. I know, but bullet club shirts are everywhere, man. You put those guys, it's bullet club. 
It's like everywhere. It's not like it's like I, I, I just think you. A lot of people think it's because it's a lot a, a much more assured thing than it maybe it will end up being. Because I think it is. I think the Bullet Clubs is like a big thing. I feel Bullet Clubs is like NWO kind of like you know you see those NWO shirts a lot. That's it, man. They, nah. it, Bullet Club shows wrestling up. was much bigger than than it is currently as far as the mainstream. And that's why those NWO shirts were that much more ubiquitous. Well, when Anderson Gallo showed up, the fucking people went nuts too, and they were the outsiders. When they showed up, that was a big thing, man. A lot of people did. A lot of people blew up. Did it sustain? (laughs) That's not the. That's the point. That's because WWE tanks people. But I'm talking about like the the reaction to that when they showed up. No, but I'm saying like even it, it it was that reaction from the wrestling fans. But I'm sure there was a large portion of that audience. That night, that was like, what the fuck is this? Well, that's like, like everything. Happening? That's the same thing with like Samoa Joe or Finn Balor and shit. Like, people don't watch NXT. Well, no, but Samoa Joe had NXT. Yeah, but a lot of people don't watch NXT. But a lot man. of people do watch NXT. Yes, and there's a lot of people know who Bullet Club are. Uh, yeah, but I don't think... I think the Venn diagram of people who know who Bullet Club are from New Japan uh-huh. or from non-WWE versus the people who are just like, we watch NXT and, and migrate with those people to the main roster. Like, there is an overlap, but I don't think it's like a one-to-one overlap. I think, I think, I think the... The no, the knowledge of Bullet Club far surpasses. Oh, it'll get put to the test if and when it happens. I, I think it does. It's it's a big thing. And to doubt the the, the power of Bullet Club, the all in, this is all crazy, my friend. All right, bro. I think I think, I think you're you're doubting them well, too much. Um, no, I'm just leaving a, a space for error. Oh uh, well, I mean there is a space for error, but I I I think no that no no you're you're speaking in very assured tones yeah because and I am saying that there is a chance that that is not going to happen no these guys I, you saw it already with Gallows and Anderson coming in that was like a big reaction when they showed up and Cody Kenny and the Young Bucks if those guys show up like main roster I mean Adam Page whatever but I'm just talking about like those guys that's it that's like that's like CM Punk showing back up that's uh, no yeah. it's not yeah dude. You're crazy. You are smoking crack at this point. Nope. Because CM Punk is a WWE guy, right? Mm -hmm. Even though, like, he is, he's not a rage guy, but he made his name to the masses in WWE. Mm -hmm. So if he comes back, all the people that have seen him before and will continue to see him will react. Three out of four strangers that, like, a lot of people haven't seen before. They're going to be like, oh, this is interesting. Like, what the fuck is happening? But I don't think it's just like, oh, my God, that's Nick Jackson. That's Matt Jackson. That's Kenny Omega. Like, that's just it'll happen with a certain segment of the population. But like everybody won't be like, ah, it's crazy. They'll be like, holy shit, Cody's back. And he has some people with him. I don't know. I think I think the Bullet Club, you just miss the how many people you see with Bullet Club shirts all the time in those WWE events. I have several. Yeah, but like, I mean, talking about on like WWE events, like on WWE TV, anytime they cut to the audience, it's like bulk up guy, bulk up guy, bulk up guy. Like, it's everywhere, man. I mean, hmm. it's everywhere, dude. I think you're just, you're blinding yourself because you don't want it to be that way. But it no, is. no, no. I do want it to be but that it way. But it is. I, like, I just way. don't, I'm not as cocksure that that's going to happen because then, th- like, this is the Star Wars thing all over again. Because, like, when, Everyone is so certain that this is the thing and that thing doesn't come to fruition. Oh, well, this is fucking bullshit. You know, and it's just like, I don't know, man. Maybe you you got too into your own head about it. You know, random person. I'm just like, I can tamper my expectations of what it could be. I'll be excited to see him 
And I'll be like, oh shit, it's those guys that I've watched. I don't anticipate that everybody's going to lose their shit. Because even the even NXT guys who've been there for X amount of time don't necessarily translate. Fucking Bobby Roode. Uh, no, he translated at the beginning, but then he's just utilized shit, so people just don't care about him. I mean, did he? Yeah. I, I feel like... When he first showed up, people went nuts, and then it just no, was no, like... No, people went nuts for his entrance. Yeah, but they've been doing that forever. But I mean, like, him as a character... That's, that's my point. Like, he as the performer... Don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing Bobby Roode to Kenny Omega, because I think once you see Kenny in the ring in, like, a, a, a solid match... And I mean, to a degree, the Bucks, right? But the Bucks are a little bit more uh, kind of... Uh, showy right oh you put them with the there's, users or something like right there's they're more like spot heavy even though like they've proven they can actually like tell a story in a match right but yeah, kenny is like next level i think once everyone sees that you can't deny that this dude is amazing yeah right same with like aj same with seth same with Daniel Bryan. You're just like, these guys just put on a phenomenal performance. Well, the AJ thing was he was never going to be where he was supposed to be, but the crowd reaction was different. That's his story. He's going to just be a mid-card guy. But then they... I mean, well, part of it, though, is also attributed to Jericho for having that, ma- that no, series no. of matches with him. I'm talking about... Well, no, I'm talking about that when they debuted him at the Rumble, they originally were just going to make him a mid-card guy. That's yeah, a whole I thing know. of pinball. But the reaction to AJ showing no. up and everything? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't that. He was going to continue being a mid-card guy. And this is from Jericho's mouth. Until Jericho suggested putting them in a program together... And then that program was obviously like put the tag team together and then have them feud and then have that match at Mania or wherever the fuck they had was that match. You know, and I think that showed a progression of because like Jericho said it that like the style slash was banned. Yeah. yeah. And then, he, you know, he told Vince like, hey, let me take this move. He didn't call it the style slash. I'm just going to take this move. And then he saw it and Vince saw it. He was just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And then now the styles clash is something that can be used, you know? So I think it's not just the crowd reaction. I'm sure the crowd reaction helped, but there were more factors and just like, holy shit, people love this guy because people love Bobby Roode and he was still a mid card guy, lower mid card at that point. Yeah. You know, he's not even first round mixed match challenge this year. He's a alternate, you know? So like, I don't think that makes anything. Oh, I'm just saying. Like, don't get me wrong. If any member of the Bullet Club comes in, if it's fucking Marty Skrull, I'm just going to I'm going to be like, oh, shit, pop huge. I just don't immediately think that that means that, like, they're going to be accepted by the entire crowd or by, you know, the office or anything like I'm just going to be like, holy shit, that's cool. Full stop. Look at Nakamura. Well, Nakamura. He came in on fire, and now he, because of his booking, yeah, he was, dude. No, but he came in on fire because he was in NXT. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you couldn't bring him to the main roster. Like, he's a he's a character that's not, that's a New Japan dude. Kenny and those guys have been, like, all over the place. Now Kenny and, yeah, and then Kenny and the Young Bucks are now, like, on, with the fighting game stuff. I mean, they're, they're a lot. They're all over the place. Man. I mean, Kenny's all over the place thing is... 
DDT and New Japan? No, I'm talking about outside of wrestling too. Like he's been in, uh, he was at Evo. He's at CEO twice. They had their wrestling show at CEO. He's now part of Raz- uh, Mad Cats. Like he's a fucking liaison. Uh, no, I know he's on Razor and he's yeah. part of their thing. There's a lot of dumb shit. They've been working with the New Day when they're not in WWE. I, and I get all of yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff but that I they do. I don't think that those things permeate that far outside of their respective It's even in video games areas. Now. I know, but Tekken. I mean, I mean, it still doesn't permeate out that far outside of like their realm. I mean, know? they're in fighting games. They're in like a fighting game community okay, fine, and stuff like that. But fighting games. All right. Now, what is the overlap of fighting games and wrestling fan? Like, I feel like that's fairly strong at that point. Maybe. I have no idea. I don't talk like, to many wrestling people. I mean, but you are both. Yes. You're an, a fighting game enthusiast and a wrestling fan, you know, and it's easy to bet that there's a lot of people like you and to a degree me because i like fighting games i'm just not that knee deep in them you know and i have an awareness of them but that still doesn't necessarily mean that like the the larger market share of people that like just go to wrestling shows and have kids that like the toys are going to necessarily gravitate to that like don't get me wrong anything that they can do to like increase exposure Good on them and good for me as a fan of those things. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, to me, it's just a matter of tempering my expectations versus being like, oh, it's going to be fucking awesome. And then if it's not being really disappointed and then having to uh, assign that blame to something. Whereas I'm just like, well, yeah, it, it was what it was. Okay. It just happens, man. That, I, I'm saying that's the difference in perspective. That's all. Uh, all right. So we can talk about SmackDown 1000. Um, really, the big the big take. What I was saying. How do you feel about those stunt shows? I hate them. What stunt shows? These like these big elaborate things where it's just like we're gonna have a bunch of shit happening, but like it all kind of amounts to nothing at the end of the day. Oh well, I mean it was the big massive episode they did with Raw twenty fifth and Raw one thousands and shit. I know, like but I, I find those to be kind of pointless. I don't know. Sometimes crazy stuff does show up. I mean, we got out of this like. Probably a Bautista versus Triple H match at some point in time. Maybe they wouldn't do that for no fuck apparent reason. I mean, unless it was off the off the cuff, man. No, because Triple H wouldn't be doing those looks and zooming in on him, like you know, and you know that, that's a whole hey, thing. Kevin Dunn's amazing director. Yeah, totally. Um, I, then I guess something at WrestleMania for Triple H and him. That's that's all I could see building. Uh, he did say he wanted to do one more match. Uh, I mean, he's he was supposed to come back however long ago, and he was just like, oh, it didn't work. Uh, yeah, he wanted to do one last run, I think. Yeah, triple, uh, Batista. Yeah. But he'd probably do something. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, that was the big takeaway besides the whole, I like the Becky skit. I liked it, too. Uh, where she told Edge to fucking don't break his neck on the rope when he awesome. leaves. I thought that was hysterical. I also love that the crowd just cannot dislike Becky Lynch. Also, I laughed when Charlotte's like, you gotta watch your back. Like, now! And then she jumped at her. She's that like, was funny. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. Got you. <laughs> Got you, man. That was like a Simpsons moment. Like, now! Uh, and then the other thing was uh, Ray's match back in WWE outside of being in the Rumble. Singles match. Uh, it was cool. I mean, seeing Ray against Nakamura, Nakamura's wanted to wrestle him for a long time. Yeah, uh, and I knew Nakamura Ray was. I, I knew Nakamura would lose anyway because it's Ray. Yeah. Um, Ray, the only non-white guy in the whole World Cup. No, he's still American, dude. Uh, yeah, but he's not white. Yeah, but he's still American. It's all American. I'm sorry. No, no, I don't give a shit, dude. It's not he's... the World Cup. It's the World Cup to determine the best in the world. Yeah, okay? yeah. yeah he didn't say that. Well, I mean, it's implied. No, it's not implied. 
I heard it about 500 times in a row. It's important. It's also not implied that it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. They drop that shit like a fucking hat on Raw. All right. They so did, you want to talk about Saudi Arabia? I was going to say, what do you feel? Should WWE stay in this shit? No, or man. They should have never gone back. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're getting paid $450 million. I, I, yeah, but I don't give a fuck. I don't see any of that money. So my opinion is, yeah, no, don't go back. Well, you have to look at I'm talking about like in the standpoint. I'm saying don't go now because it's a bad look anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was the thing. It's a I, fucking bad look. That was somebody's take on Reddit, a conspiracy theory that WWE paid Austin Aries to tank his match just to like divert attention from the Saudi Arabia nonsense. That's some good Trump shit. That is super Trump level shit. Uh, that's some good Trump shit. So unless fucking Trump tells Vince not to go, they're fucking going. It's it's a fucking bad look. And I know and according to a lot, there's a lot of people the roster and the the stage hand like all the people that work on the show don't want to go. But it's only the upper people that the reason that they are going besides that they have massive stock now because of the whole Saudi sale, because I think it's like, what, five billion dollars, them getting the money for the show. They only go oh, one show a year. It's like 50 million dollars or like they downgraded the show. Yeah, it, it didn't sell, but it's still they were paid. I heard it got pulled off of something recently. No, it got the arena is getting renovated. So they're in a no, 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 no. Like uh, it was a notice or something that just like. All mention of Crown Jewel is gone. Oh. It, was, it wasn't something well, like Well, the mention of Saudi major. Arabia is gone. They didn't say on Raw, they just kept saying, they only said Crown Jewel. They never said, because they have been saying Crown Jewel at Saudi Arabia. But now they're not. Uh, I saw uh, Jericho, it was a YouTube video. Jericho shoots on a million things. He was talking about how much he fucking hates being in Jenna. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I would too. It's fucking, yeah, not cool. Um, he also kind of buries Rusev a little bit. What's he say about Rusev? Uh, when Vince tells him that the he's off the Taker match and it's Rusev, he was just like, "Yeah, I know the the prince or the king wanted to see Rusev," and he's just like, "Fucking wants to see Rusev." <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, Jericho," but also he he might have had a couple of drinkies. You never know. Um, anyway, like I said, it was a short episode. Um, I think it's not this weekend; it's next weekend. Is the Evolution is the crown jewel to, to determine. So the World Cup determined the best in the world. Also, a fun fact while they're doing it, I heard about this, Dave Meltzer said. No, isn't it Evolution? No, Evolution's Crown first. Yeah. Conjure in November. Uh, Pretty sure. I thought it said a week away. Something said a week away when Evolution. Ray was coming out. Did you not see that glitch? Ray's all his faces on the fucking SmackDown thing, and on the bottom thing it said a week no, away, and then notice. it blipped out. Like, it was there for a good That's bit. That's really funny. Uh, Ray was a week away. Um, anyway, so yeah, like I said, it's going to be a short episode, because that's what we were talking about. Um... Let me see anything really quick. Oh, apparently Will Ospreay is injured. Yes, he injured himself. Injury. They had to pull him out, yeah. Uh, James Ellsworth shows up at, at Impact. Impact, and he was back to the SmackDown. He did some WWE.com bullshit. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was going to be on TV, but Evolution ran long, so... Hey, man, Evolution was cool to watch. <laughs> it's a mystery. Uh, yeah. No, I still love that song. Oh, it's a great song. Uh, Evolution, October 28th. So, yeah, that one's in two weeks. Line in the sand, motherfucker. Motorhead. Batista's yeah. awesome, man. He's a good guy. I like that he referenced Bautista and Blutista. Bautista and Bautista. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I, it made fucking... Also telling Randy, like, I'm going to ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> it made trip, uh, fucking Triple H and Randy just crack up when he said the Bautista and Bautista. Oh, no. Like, you watch what, them, what they made just them, blew up laughing. What made them crack up when he was just... Oh, like, it's the Ric Flair thing. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> it was the that, they fucking super corpsey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sent for the man. But when he said uh, Bautista and Bautista, the hunter went, ha! <laughs> and then he laughed and he just stopped. So, because <laughs> no one says that shit. No. 
<laughs> yeah, talking about Bautista. Oh yeah, Sasha Banks came back too. Yeah, she came back on Raw. Yeah, so yeah. injury's done. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up. Close us out, buddy. Uh, once again, this is your host Rocky and Rick. We'll catch you next week. Peace later. Peace.